the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 930 AM, The Answer, or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 938. Another beautiful the day. Answer. And a little breezy day here. Uh, yeah. It's just a, a bit chilly. Oh, let me move this. There we go. Look at that guy. He knows this equipment. Yeah. All Back right. Of his head. So yeah. if you're wondering. He's banging him on his knee. So, yeah. so if you're hunkered down like your plants are and uh, you're. Uh, Thinking about what you want to do rather than doing today because it's cold and windy, it's a great time to give us a call and uh, ask your gardening questions in person. The number, or give us a call and, you, and just ask your gardening questions. Don't you, If you want to come out here in person, that's okay, too. And when I got here, there were, gosh, there were about, I'm going to say, eight people out there shopping. And there was one mom with her little kiddo, and she was just kind of looking at things and that kiddo was having none of it. He was he was mad. It was you know because he had. A, you don't want to have any sense. Yeah. So. But you get you get a lot of attention if you come today. Yes, they, you do. You can have plenty of folks helping you, and we'll see gardeners. Y'all y'all can look out the window. Yeah. I, I bet we'll see folks out there shopping. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is the number to call. That's two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Jerry, I was telling Jerry on the way up. Um, we were pointing the geraniums were very happy at Millburgers. Yeah, this is perfect weather for geraniums. And I noticed the um, blue bonnets and the six inch that I pod, I planted were not happy. They were kind of like, remember the guy called yesterday and he said, I think it was, I forget his name, but he said, I know it's spring because the, the blue bonnets are all standing up ready to go. Yeah. Well, they're not standing up ready to go this morning. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a little, little wind whipped. Yeah. Well, we, we also have to... <clears throat> Remind everybody, a lot of people bought tomatoes the last few days, and, and hopefully they have uh, followed the uh, instructions on plantanswers.com and uh, our, our instructions on the radio and have them in a sheltered location. <laughs> uh, 30, 34 degrees or less is not uh, the best weather for uh, fragile tomato seedlings. That's for sure. It stunts them sometimes. Yeah, Slow them ground, so it's better to move them in. They are. Uh, they've also been uh, nursed along and been in the at the nursery and in the greenhouse, right. so they're they're really susceptible to uh, cold wind. That's and that's damage a, that's too. the problem with our blue bonnets out there, in in the larger containers is that uh, they've been grown rather rapidly, and uh, they, they can't take the wind like the 
the old um, the ones that came up naturally and grew grew all through the through the winter. They was spoiled, is that it? Yeah, yeah, they're they're weakly weakly because they've been uh, fertilized heavily, but that's a good thing to to fertilize them. And the deer like that too. So. Yeah, the deer like that fresh fresh day. That's another thing that came out yesterday. If you uh, put not just blue bonnets, blue bonnets are generally not eaten by the deer. But yeah, but poor Billy, <laughs> tell that to Billy. Don't, don't yeah, don't but say they that uh, anymore. <laughs> every, everything that's been in a in a nursery and been fertilized and growing at a fast rate, uh, the deer are either curious about or it might. The chemistry might be diluted enough that they'll actually eat them, but they, at the very least, they they'll pull them up. So, have your liquid vents available, uh, just like mm-hmm. Billy did yesterday. Yeah, I've uh, uh, I've watched them at Forest Appleton, especially in Hollywood Park, and he's got some coming up right by the deer trail where the deer come through, and uh, seems like sometimes they'll eat them and sometimes they won't. But uh, there's a whole list of those kind, of, you know, like uh, what were we talking about? Uh, Nandinas, uh-huh. shrimp plant, mm-hmm. Turks cap. Even will they'll eat at them. In a drought, everything's fair game. But uh, generally, those those plants, all of those we talked about, survive in the long run. Ruelia, uh, dwarf Ruelia, um, and a lot of the ground covers are that way. Yeah, we we talked about yesterday. A guy wrote in and said that uh, said that uh, lived in Chavano Park, and he wanted to know what herbs to plant to, <laughs> to, to keep, keep, keep the deer out. Well, I know it when Paracantha, uh, very thick, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, of course, they, the deer will eat the Paracantha though too. Maybe they'll eat through it. But uh, then he says, deer will eat what they like. And then stomp whatever plants in the ground. <laughs> for as far as when we were first, we've got a list of uh, best of best deer resistant plant material. And Forrest wrote a, a very good uh, inter- introduction to that list, uh, talking about that, uh, like I said, they, they stomp and rub and. And things like that. We we think that eating is the problem, but uh, sometimes uh, the stomping and the well, that that's the same thing that happened in our test on the snapdragons. Yeah, um, didn't look like they were eating them, but you know, within a few weeks, they were all tromp, tromped down and right, yeah, uh, broken up, and so it. Doesn't always matter whether they've been eaten or just stomped into the ground, so. or pulled out, yeah. uh, pulled out of the ground. You think they do that on purpose? You think they've got a bad nature about it? Well, them? I guess every once in a while I believe you, you it. You think so? Huh? Yeah, because it's just like, or we like we will be talking about an like irises or one of those plants on the radio, and then that afternoon I go back and they've been. Uh, doing just the opposite of what we discussed, you know, or, or th- their behavior was not uh, consistent with what we ex- have seen for years and years. They're they're unpredictable. For yeah. Sure. But anyway, the uh, we have to learn to live with them, and uh, we got a few things that'll uh, that'll repel them uh, until they get established. But uh, keep an eye on that list that we've got. 
and uh, we we have our gardening public always on the lookout for plants that uh, the deer don't seem to eat. And I've got a list of uh, I thought <laughs> much to Forrester's uh, chagrin, she uh, we put a list on there that the deer will absolutely not eat. And uh, so we put a, put a list on there. I think uh, Cliff Bingham made up that list for me. But uh, just at Cliff's house, they'll they'll eat stuff in the back in the backyard, and they won't eat the same mm-hmm. thing in the front yard. Hmm. So I know they're it, very unpredictable. Cliff was kind of famous for his. Uh, He's, he's got that runway there where the deer just yeah, move right. through there. <laughs> and for uh, several months, he was producing his own uh, uh, deer pepper spray. Pepper spray. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and he was conscientious. But, I mean, like he missed two days or something, oh, and, yeah. and, and they flattened his apple trees and his fruit, tr- fruit trees. So he, <laughs> yeah, when I... Bring that up. He just, I just hear these moans and groans, and <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it again. It's just like we said that uh, if if you uh, can't, if it takes more discipline than you have to to keep those things sprayed and producing that pepper uh, spray, it's uh, just not not practical to to try mm. to think that you're going to protect those plants, especially those that they really like. Yeah. Speaking of pepper, uh, Ms. Nethery uh, is a listener to our, she lives up in Junction. We're, hu- we're huge in Junction. Yeah, big, big in Junction. And uh, she's, she, I think she she can get us on her car radio. Oh, good. Not necessarily the radio in her house. I oh, bet, I'll bet she's not out there in her car radio listening today. She uh, needs to. Don't don't she, bet on it, she, buddy. I mean, it's pretty cold. Huh? Yeah. Well, we need to get her get her worked up so she can get a, on her phone. There you go. She can download the app or listen online, and that way she doesn't have any problem, and she can. Another similar to my myself on that technology aspect. Uh, okay. <laughs> Never mind, Miss Heather. But if you want to know how, just call me. But anyway, she oh. did send me some uh, Lejeune pepper seed. Oh, good! You were talking about that. And uh, I've got uh, Jack Hoover uh, picking out the seed for me, extracting the seed. And I, it, back in in the recesses of my memory, which are, has has a lot of dark corners. Your memory's at recess. Yeah, my, my memory <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> But uh, I remember that we had some, I thought we had some uh, from previous years in the refrigerator. And uh, sure enough, Jack uh, went over to the greenhouse and found some old older seed in the refrigerator. So uh, we're going to extract, the, see if this seed that she saved, she saved them in the pepper. In other words, oh, she... Good. Just harvested the fruit, and didn't extract the pet, the seed. So we're we're extracting the seed from uh, dried fruit, which I don't know. I, I never have done that before. I don't know how good the germ is going to be, germination on that's going to be, but uh, we'll we'll test it. And if we can't get good germination out of last year's seed. Then we'll uh, use some of the older seed that we had in the greenhouse, and so uh, 
I should be, a re- be should be able to uh, seed the peppers in a in a week or so, a week or ten days. So we'll have them uh, have the lejo and and the. Uh, How come it's hard for me to get excited about peppers when it's thirty four degrees <laughs> out there and going down? Yeah, it, and it's hard hard for them to get excited about growing too. Peppers. And yeah, uh, they say, well, just just leave me. In the refrigerator, right? It's warmer in the refrigerator than out there. That's true. That's very true. Uh, I was looking at looking at Neil Perry's column in our questions and answers in yesterday's paper, and uh, he he talked. He had a question: What variety of onion should I plant for the best success here in Texas? Uh, when do they need to be planted? I've not had the greatest of luck. And uh, the uh, Neil tells him uh, to plant them as soon as possible. And uh, uh, you will need to plant transplants or sets immediately. And uh, then he talks about uh, 1015, uh, 1015Y, uh, the Texas A&M onion. Texas uh, super sweet, and um, he talks about uh, the local nurseries and feed stores are most likely to offer it, and other well adapted types. And uh, I just got through; uh, I just finished uh, writing up the uh, kind of a memorial uh, uh, to uh, Wallace Martin, who. Used, was was it passed away a week or ten days ago, and uh, he was the the guy that uh, that produced the the true to name onions that uh, we get out of Dixondale Farms, with Bruce Fraser being the uh, marketing person that first put those on the market. But uh, I was asking Trace. Uh, the other day, I forget when it was, one yesterday, but uh, about uh, does he remember the names of the onions that they used to sell back when he was with Wolf Nursery 30 years ago? And uh, he said he couldn't remember the names, but uh, all he could remember were those little bublets, the little uh, bublets that were sold uh, to onion, to, uh, onion growers. Now, the problem with that was, and we used to get a lot of calls on that, we don't get that, get those calls anymore. Uh, they'd plant those bubbles, which are, they're a long day, long day onion. In other words, they're not adapted to this area. We, we need the short day varieties of onion. And um, they were long day, long day onion bubbles, and so we'd get calls from people that the onion grew big, but it never bulbed. That's that's a long day problem. But uh, of course, we didn't know that. And the only onion onions that you could buy 30 years ago, I'm just figuring out a, a, a date. 30 years ago was uh, was the they was they were sold as purple, white, and uh, yellow. Yellow, purple, white, and yellow. That's all you could buy. Uh, I remember the little packages. Yeah, you didn't know the variety. You didn't know the varieties or anything. And uh, now that uh, 
Bruce Frazier and Wallace Martin uh, had produced uh, good and 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 some some of the uh, if you were able to get onion transplants uh, with those purple, yellow, and white, uh, a lot of times they had disease on them because home gardeners wouldn't pick up on that. But if you look at the root system of the onion transplant, some of them were pink and deteriorated. And that's what it's called pink root, which is a, a major problem with, with onions and, and causes, once you get it in your garden or once you get it in the, in the mix, in the soil, uh, it's there forever. You can't get, ever get rid of it. Now, there's some varieties, known varieties, that were developed for pink root resistance. But uh, the uh, Wall- Wallace and Bruce uh, have endeavored to uh, make sure that their onion varieties that they sell are true to name. In other words, we know when we buy 1015Y, we're getting 1015Y. When we buy a legend, uh, we're getting a legend, the new ones. And there's seven seven of those kind of uh, those varieties available here at Milk Rivers. Right. And you do want to get them in. They're transplants. Pretty soon. Yeah, 50, uh, well, about uh, 50 to 60 plants in uh, each bundle. So that's plenty of them uh, for green onions and for bulb onions. And they grow. They're easy to grow. The key, the key is uh, fertilization. They need a lot of fertilization if you want to maximize the growth. Other than that, I'll have to, it's good to keep them watered too, but they're not a not a overly demanding in terms of of care. So, hey, oh, good. Anyway, so we appreciate uh, all the Dixondale has done, and and when 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 uh, the when uh, Neil is talking about uh, check with your local uh, nurseries and feed stores. Uh, to the check on the well-adapted variety types, he's getting those onions from uh, Dixondale Farms in Carrizo Springs. Hey, we got Larry on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Larry, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Good. What's going on? I had a question about uh, pomegranate trees or bushes, whatever they class. Okay. We yeah, have both. We've had them several years. They've done well. They produce more pomegranates than we eat. But this year, I wanted to know, is there any advantage of pruning pomegranates? They're, they're about 10 feet tall. Uh, is there either make them healthier, greener, more fruit, anything? No, no. If yours are doing well, uh, is yours wonderful, the one called wonderful, or do you know? I, I have no idea. Uh, it's, no, it's only 10 feet tall? <laughs> it must not be wonderful then. Mine, oh. mine is about fourteen or sixteen feet tall. Oh. Uh, the, we, but it doesn't hurt to take the de- that dead wood out of it. Yeah, there. the dead wood and it kind of opened the center a little bit. Okay. But uh, we we don't think about uh, uh, the. It's not like peaches and things like that that uh, that we have a system of uh, of pruning pomegranates. Okay. And should they be fertilized? We've never fertilized them yet. I don't think it hurts for a little fertilizer, but not not. Uh, you don't want to go 
they're, they're such a vigorous plant anyway. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go over wild. I would. Okay. I think I would do fertilize, maybe now at this time, with a little slow release lawn fertilizer. Yeah. Okay. In in the spring, that that'd be yeah. March. When you fertilize your other other shrubs and trees. Okay. That's what I wanted to know. So. Great, thank, thank you, Larry. You take care. So, what what are you, what is your average yield to all the pomegranates you want to eat? You said, is that oh. is that one or two? Oh, several dozen. Oh, oh, several dozen. Okay. Jerry, Jerry does not appreciate pomegranates, as you can tell. Uh. What do you What do you guys use them? Do you use them in cooking, or do you use them in fresh eating, or uh, do you make throwing them in the mailbox? Well, make those drinks with them. We leave on the trees because they look so pretty. They look like a, a a tree with bulb decorations on it. Oh yeah, they're pretty. Yeah, that in the old days, that's what we used to. There was more more attention to the decorative value and the ornamental. They used yeah. to varnish them and everything. They I guess they still do. No, we we have some neighbors that like them better than we do. We don't eat that many ourselves. There uh, you go. There. Yeah, they're they're one of the new. They're, they're better new, to look at than they are to eat. Nutritious plants. I have to agree with that, Jason. <laughs> kale, kale, and pomegranate. <laughs> right. Okay. okay. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Larry. Bye, Larry. Hey, we got to take a quick break. Then when we come back, Trace is going to talk to us about what's going on at the nursery and uh, what's coming in and all that good stuff right after this. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road on uh, 930 a.m. This is The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Now, I want you to mark your calendar. Next Saturday, February 17th, we're having a big old celebration to celebrate the 2018 Rodeo Tomato Sunbright. Now, you bet we're going to have them on hand, but when you buy them that day, you'll be benefiting the Bear County Master Gardeners Junior Gardening Program. And to make it even more fun, we're going to have a balloon artist and face painting from 11 to 3. We've got chili, Fritos, and water in case you get hungry, provided by Nature's Creation. It's just a dollar donation, and that goes back to the San Antonio Food Bank. And to keep your toes a tapping, we've got the Texas Weather Band from 11 to 3 playing your favorite country music. That's right. It's a big old celebration, February 17th at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. You want more information? Go to millburgernursery.com. Check it out. Learn more at millburgernursery.com. If you're age 59 and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working, stop what you're doing and call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. There are benefits with age, and this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. You've worked and saved, and now is the time to protect your retirement savings. Call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. The five years just before and after you retire are critical. Do not put yourself at risk. Robin and her team can show you how to secure your nest egg and ensure income streams for life. Call Big State Financial today 
at 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000 for your free retirement readiness review. That number again is 210-373-6000 or go online to bigstatefinancial.com. That's bigstatefinancial.com. Make plans now to join Salem Radio Network hosts Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, and Mike Gallagher on the 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise. Sail around and explore some of the world's most beautiful islands and at night gather together with you, Larry, and Mike for a special time discussing a fresh course for this nation. The 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise sets sail for seven days, August 11th through the 18th. For all the details about this cruise, visit 930amtheanswer.com or call 855-655-1335. That's 855-655-1335. Book your trip today. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. Once you begin to discover who you are, then you really realize how you have been given authority over your life. The movie The 1517th of Paris settles in for the true story of a train ride, a high-speed trip where three self-proclaimed regular guys foiled the plans of a deadly terrorist. This film, directed by Clint Eastwood and starring the real-world heroes as themselves, showcases faith and heroism in abundance. Unfortunately, Eastwood and company also include an abundance of foul language and a disappointing drunken night of carousing at an Amsterdam club that weighs down the positive side. Plus, the gore factor is a tad high, too. So I'm giving the 1517th of Paris a cautionary 2.5 out of 5 for family friendliness. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review. Breaking news never stops. That's why we now need two radio stations to help make sense of it all. Starting Monday, 9.30 a.m., The Answer. It's a new sister station to help us stay on top of what's going on. Freedom 1160 will join this crazy world of breaking news and what to think about it. With hosts like Laura Ingram and Mark Levin. All the shows you love are here at 9.30 a.m., The Answer. But starting Monday, join us for our new sister, Freedom 1160. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. Trace, pick up that mic and tell us what's going on over here at Millburgers. Sorry about that. That's all right. Yeah. What's well, going on? It's a uh, it's a beautiful day. We've got stuff coming in regularly. Uh, I've got a great selection of tomatoes. Not the best that I'm going to have. But if there's a particular variety you're looking for, the odds are I probably have it between six-pack and four-and-a-half-inch. And especially those tycoons and the rodeo tomato. Yeah. Yep. And uh, on, the, on that subject, rodeo tomato, I've got a, a great selection now. So if you, uh, uh, if you don't want to head to the rodeo grounds but you still want to do the rodeo tomato, you can, uh, you can come and buy it here. And then next Saturday... If you buy your rodeo tomato here in the four and a half inch pot, all the proceeds go to Junior Master Gardener. Thank you. So it goes to the kids. That's the best way to I always remember yeah, the kids. Yeah. So uh, and then what else will be here that day? Oh, we got a bunch of bunch of stuff going on. We've got face painters. Mm-hmm. We've got balloon artists. We've got um, chili, Frito pies, yeah. so chili <laughs> and right. or Fritos or both. Uh, so it's a, we're we're gonna 
we're going to have a good event going on, and uh, and there's going to be plenty of parking, unlike the rodeo. So if if you want <laughs> if you want some fun events to bring the kids or grandkids to, but you don't want to fight that traffic, by all means come by and. Uh, we can fix you up. The times and things are all on the website. And on that food, too, uh, just to give you an idea, Trace isn't bragging on it, but we will. Um, Nature's Creation uh, is uh, donating it, but that's uh, they ask for dollar donation. Oftentimes people give more, and uh, usually when we do this, thousands of dollars will be donated on behalf of Millburgers and the people that come out, you. Yeah. I, don't, uh, I don't think we so talked about that the, the last time. The last time I think the check was almost $2,000. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. That sounds so, about right. Well, keep in mind, too, we talked a little bit about it this morning. When you when you pick those uh, tomatoes up, that uh, it's probably too cold, too early to put them in the garden directly. So get yourselves some potting mix and uh, hang on to those one-gallon containers you got and plant those things, pot them up. PlantAnswers.com has a real detailed description of potting them up, and then my column next Saturday will also be a, there'll be a description of uh, potting up to tomatoes. You don't want to get them into the ground be- before the soil gets warm or they'll stop growing, and you just set your crop way back. The key to a good tomato crop is that it keeps starts growing and keeps growing. Keeps growing, that's right. And gets there, uh, sets fruit before it gets too hot. And like I say, we've got a complete description of the new rodeo tomato called Sunbright. Lady came by yesterday uh, when we were on the porch out there and said, uh, "Are y'all recommending that rodeo tomato?" <laughs> and uh, my first instinct was that, and I said, "Oh no, we don't recommend that." And then she t- she said. I've listened to y'all on the radio before. <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all do. <laughs> but anyway, we've got a write-up on uh, Tomato Sunbright Rodeo Tomato for 2018 on uh, com and the topics of the month. So we didn't get to name, change the name of it. That's uh, Yeah. yeah well, it's, uh, we, we have to stick with the name that, uh, all right, it's... it's it causes a lot of grief if we start changing the name of the tomatoes. Uh, which he's done through the years. Which I've done for several times and reaped, reaped the hell of the of the seed companies. Well, they, they like to stick with their name. I imagine they pay thousands and hundreds of thousands well, that, that of dollars more like it. Uh, to come up with a name for these uh, different ver- tomato varieties. Well, they should ask you for your your opinion before they spend that money in the Well, name. yeah. <laughs> but uh, Sunbright's a good name. But Sun, Sun, Sunbright uh, tell, tells a story that it's uh, a heat-setting tomato. You know, when it, anytime there's sun in the name, S-U-N, uh, in the name, that means that it's a, it's a heat setter. And, uh, of course, the heat setting gene with tomatoes also indicates that the, the plant is a cool setter. In other words, it's set in cooler temperatures, set fruit in cooler temperatures. That's so sunbright is not a bad name. Yeah, it's a semi-determinate, so it's one of those that uh, we always recommend that Puts its grows quickly to its full size and then concentrates on getting the fruit set and mature before right. we get into that hot weather. Right. We get uh, if you listen to the show, we get a 
all these calls on uh, folks that use the varieties that aren't recommended or they're old-fashioned varieties that just keep growing bigger and bigger. The foliage looks great. They just never have any tomatoes. And so, which, you know, if you like tomatoes, then you probably want to use the recommended varieties. We've also got a dig. Uh, Trace said that, uh, how did you put it, we, we've got some tomatoes, but we'll have have more of the available tomatoes. We have a good selection now, but we'll have a better selection in a later few weeks. on. Yeah, and uh, if you if you if you see want to see all the types of tomatoes that uh, will eventually be offered in the nurseries, maybe, maybe. Uh, what I've was got... that word you used? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hopefully. I, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I always say. Uh, the way I put the top and topics of the month there on plantanswers dot com was tomato transplants often available often. in nurseries because, well, the problem is you know uh, so you, so you can look and see which tomato which your favorite tomato we got with the with the producer and uh, saw which one he was going to be producer which ones he was going be producing, but he doesn't know how fast a certain variety to sell. Just like we've got uh, uh, Tycoon on there, and on our list that we wrote in that it uh, Tycoon would be limited supply, and put that in parentheses. Well, if I had to do that over now, I wouldn't put it on the list. As a off as as a often available, because uh, they've seeded the last of the tycoon seed, so the plants uh, the plants that are available. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of fun, though. I mean, the folks that like like tycoon, uh, I think it's, they're better off knowing that the that here's their last shot, and here here it is at Millburgers. <laughs> so that's one of those that you don't want to wait on. Yeah. If you want yeah, tycoon, when, when you need gone, to get you need gone. to buy. Are you sure you don't have some secret society out there growing this out for uh, seed collection? No, the uh, the the uh, the transplant producer goes to the main companies, right? But uh, but that they always any time these seeds disappear from the market, uh, they always comes up some with some that. Had some old seeds in the back, and and uh, that they still have some uh, some available, but the, the transplant producer has looked in every every uh, he's looked at every source that he could look at, trying to find tycoon seed, because the home gardeners like them a lot, but the commercial people love them, and they're in they're in denial that <laughs> that they're not going to be able to get them. Uh, every time I'm in there, the, the uh, transplant producer tells me of a story where he talked to a commercial grower, maybe in the hill country or or down south, and uh, they say, "Well, can't you get me some, save me some back?" You know, I mean, and, and he tells him, he said, "You don't understand. We planted the last of the seed that we can buy." Well, that, I think we have to explain a little bit that the that the seed somebody the seed producer out there decided 
that this was not a competitive seed anymore, that there, that there's other commercial brands that are will meet the needs of commercial growers better than than tycoon that's hard to imagine but yeah. um but that's what they do and so they uh you know every there's a rotation a new seed will come come out will compete with the other seed and then some of them will be uh lost just like tycoon is looking like it's going to be lost yeah and like merced and uh, yeah. a lot of other good ones have gone to the wayside the interesting interesting thing I was doing when I was doing the research on these uh, on these uh, tomato varieties, which are often available in the nurseries, I like that. <laughs> often available, so so when the people come in and they ask Trace, why don't you have any more six uh, BHN six hundred two? Well, they were often available, but they're not available anymore. But anyway, I found I, I found the first. I never could determine what the first rodeo tomato was. Ooh. And uh, I determined that it's uh, tomato four four four, which which is is still available for sale. And the reason the reason we put at that as the first uh, rodeo tomato was because it was resistant to uh, tomato. Uh, the a tomato virus that was uh, show had showed up uh, at that uh, in in the year two thousand. Just like tycoon was right, right resistant to that uh, virus that was spread, spread by thrips. Uh, another virus, and so uh, I also found out found the year that uh, that we put uh, celebrity on the market. 1984. Hmm. And 444 was before that, huh? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. 444 no. was 2000. Market versus rodeo tomato. Oh, okay. So, yeah. okay, that wasn't. On the market. You didn't have a rodeo tomato back then. And Celebrity is still going strong. And I think that's a, that's a superstar, right? No. No? Uh, you mean what? Celebrity? Celebrity, a Texas superstar? No. It was a... Uh, all-American winner, maybe that's what you're thinking about. They were declaring an all-American winner back in 1984, so it's been around for it a long time. It does its own thing. It's got its yeah following. It's forever now. now. When, they, when they take that one off the market, there's going to be a national outcry on that because that's the tomatoes used all over the United States and has been for a long time. But anyway... Uh, that's that's the tomato situation, and uh, it, like I said, uh, we're not making this up about tycoon. So uh, if uh, if Trace has still got some tycoon, and uh, and you love it, so uh, better get it now. Pot them up. As my old Latin teacher used to say, a word to the wise is sufficient. I've got three flats, or at least I did this morning when I was going through all of them. <laughs> well, I don't imagine a lot of people have been buying tomatoes today. Well, I've, been, I've sold more dollars in tomatoes than probably just about anything else today. Is that today. right? Is that right? Okay. All right. So how about the plant of the weekend? Plant of the weekend, weekend, weekend. Yeah, weekend. it's back. All right. So we always talk about outdoor stuff. I thought I was trying right. to talk about something for indoors. So... Um, I just happened to walk through the greenhouse, and Judy had ordered this. I thought it was really cool. It's called a jewel orchid. 
and a foal just kind of like a wandering wandering Jew. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of coloration does have stripes in it, has a gorgeous white bloom, and um, very striking. Um, almost a, what would you call that, a, a purple hue to the foliage? Yeah. yeah. Just like the juice. Yeah. Um, very neat, and we found out it's more cold tolerant than I thought because we actually left the sample one for the oh. plant of the weekend on the on the counter out there, and we got pretty nippy last night, and it looks just fine. Yeah. So uh, definitely sturdier than I than I anticipated, but it is a, a beautiful plant. I believe it was twelve ninety nine for right. a four inch pot, and they stand about oh, six inches off the off the pot, and uh, I think everybody needs one. And they've got buds on them. Yeah, they do have buds. They're fixing the bloom. Mm-hmm. And they got white flowers. White flowers. Yeah, white flowers. And Milton pointed out that there's a real good. Uh, yeah, if you information on the internet. If you Google uh, jewel orchid, you'll find it, and it'll give you. There was one site. Let's see if I can find that real quick. That gave lots of good information on how to grow them. And uh, let's see. Yeah, ourhouseplants.com. I talked about jewel orchids. A nice picture with the white flowers on it, and um, doesn't doesn't need direct. Well, they don't, you should avoid direct sun, but they they want uh, kind of secondary light. So uh, uh, a little ways away from a wind, window would uh, sounds like it'd work well. Uh, and I know there's at least a few of you out there that still have your poinsettias. So. It's time for those to go, and it's yeah. a great, great plant to replace it with. And we got to remember mm-hmm. that Valentine's is coming up this week. I have almost forgot about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got you the little not. mini roses. You've been yes. not. <laughs> is there a phalaenopsis orchids? Yeah, yeah, we have a good selection of orchids in the greenhouse. So uh, lots and lots of fancy colors and blooms. We've got African violets in bloom, uh, miniature roses, and those are actually in the ad. They're on special, right, Milton? Which with that? The miniature min- roses? Yes. So, that uh, that failing opsis just beats the dickens out of roses. As far as far as lasting long. Oh, I agree. The uh, blooms last I I always short what is it, four to five months? Yeah. Four to six months. I always underestimated because I can't believe they last that long. And everybody's always looking for a plant gift for Valentine's for a male. So mm-hmm. We have a lot of bromeliads in bloom, and that's uh, that's one of the traditional ones I've seen given out for uh, for a male. Oh, okay. I never thought about that. So the, uh, the jewel orchid but is. I don't think you give an orchid to a, to a guy. Well, maybe, maybe to us, but, but not oh. <laughs> not the average person. Wait a minute. I'm above average. Uh. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Whatever you say. All right, uh, and so it's twelve ninety nine, right? Uh, the, yes, jewel orchid twelve ninety nine. Uh-huh. And uh, how many we got? We said about twenty. Uh, there's probably a good twenty in there. All right, so you can. Uh, and they're in the greenhouse. Right? They are in the greenhouse, protected. along with the tomatoes. This is so uh, this is a uh, tomatoes. We don't have them out where you would yeah. normally see them. They are in the greenhouse. Yeah. This is an easy to grow plant. Uh, n- another orchid that's easy to grow, so not a, not a super challenge. Uh, yeah, but, but it's well worth the effort. And uh, the website, again, OurHousePlants.com if you're looking for, but just Google Jewel Orchid. Okay. Well, thanks, Trace. 
Thank you, sir. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 AM. The answer. Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Now, I want you to mark your calendar. Next Saturday, February 17th, we're having a big old celebration to celebrate the 2018 Rodeo Tomato Sunbright. Now, you bet we're going to have them on hand, but when you buy them that day, you'll be benefiting the Bear County Master Gardeners Junior Gardening Program. And to make it even more fun, we're going to have a balloon artist and face painting from 11 to 3. We've got chili, Fritos, and water in case you get hungry, provided by Nature's Creation. It's just a dollar donation, and that goes back to the San Antonio Food Bank. And to keep your toes a-tapping, we've got the Texas Weather Band from 11 to 3 playing your favorite country music. That's right. It's a big old celebration February 17th at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevard Road. You want more information? Go to millburgernursery.com. Check it out. Learn more at millburgernursery.com. While Valentine's Day falls on a Wednesday, Oak Valley Vineyards Texas Bistro is celebrating on Friday and Saturday night as well. Make your reservations today at Texas Most Romantic Winery with a special menu that includes her favorites like Salmon Wellington and his, the Chef Cup Prime Beef Tenderloin or the Surf and Turf Black Angus Prime New York Strip and Crab Cake. A four-course meal that's all-inclusive with champagne, chocolate-covered strawberries, candlelight, and music to dance to all night long. And Oak Valley Vineyards has thought of everything. Ask about having a dozen roses waiting for you at your table. Four courses, three special nights, the two of you, and one unforgettable Valentine's Day. Nestled in the Texas Hill Country, Oak Valley Vineyards is on 3009 in Natural Bridge Caverns. Call now to reserve your special table at 830-980-8033. OakValleyVineyardsRestaurant.com. 9.30 a.m. The Answer has solved your Valentine's Day dilemma. Where to go, what to do, and what to get. Where you go is 9.30 a.m. TheAnswer.com. What to do is register to win dinner for two at the romantic Oak Valley Vineyard Restaurant, a $100 box of gourmet chocolates from Alamo City Chocolate Factory, and a genuine 24-karat gold dipped rose from Mark Sadowski Jewelers. What you get, a prize package valued at $400, waiting to be won this Valentine's Day at 9.30 a.m. TheAnswer.com. Alamo Shooting Sports presents the Second Amendment Minute with Chris Fales. I'm Chris Fales, owner of Alamo Shooting Sports. In America, the right to bear arms has always been seen as a vital right, ensuring protection for you, your family, and securing your property. In the midst of the American Revolution, these rights were being explicitly included in early state constitutions. In writing the Federalist Papers, number 46, James Madison contrasted the proposed American federal government to European kingdoms that he criticized as being afraid to trust the people with arms. Madison went on to assure Americans that they would never need to fear their government as they had the British crown because the Constitution would ensure them the advantage of being armed. A select committee was assembled to review amendments proposed by James Madison who authored the language that would become the Second Amendment to the Constitution. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. By the grace of God and these brave new Americans, we now live in a free and prosperous nation. I'm Chris Fales. 
Alamo Shooting Sports is a place where retail meets lifestyle, a place where new shooters and pros can shop, where Americans' rights become its pastime. At Alamo Shooting Sports, we educate and enrich the shooter's lifestyle by providing top-of-the-line customer service and low prices. Come by today and get a free carry case with any pistol purchase. Alamo Shooting Sports is in the Gallery Oak Shopping Center at 281 just past Thousand Oaks. Call us at 210-490-4867 or find us online at alamoshooting.com. Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardier Road. Scrubby's on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey there, Scrubby, how can we help you today? Hey, man, you can tell me how to uh, score a, uh, a mountain roller seed so I can get it to sprout. And I've oh. got a question about some uh, all these uh, zinnia and... Uh, uh, snapdragon seed that I uh, deadheaded, uh, you know, three or four months ago. How long will it be before I can put them in the ground and make some more flowers? Otherwise, fine. How about yourself? (laughs) Let's let's see how we are after your question. (laughs) Well, let's see. Where should we start? Start at the... Snapdragons. I think think I would just go ahead and put those seeds... Um, you grow them indoors in containers. Yeah. Right? Okay. Good. You there? Uh, yeah. 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 I'll just uh, I'll put them in some uh, little uh, uh, pots with uh, copious amounts of uh, everything needed. And uh, <laughs> now the problem uh, will be. Let's see. They'll put them, they'll put be them four, in uh, six where weeks. it's warm and some light. Yeah. Then um, the timing will be. You'll get in at the tail end of the the Snapdragon boom season. They'll let's see. This is it'll be March. So March, you get April. April and part of May is all that they'll they'll la- they'll last. You may want to just save them for next, next, next summer. Yeah, uh, get them. Yeah, well, get them six weeks yeah, before. I'll, yeah, target November one. So September. I'll, uh, I'll I'll go back to uh, Millburgers in the interim. So there you go. Uh, yeah, about the uh, mountain laurel seeds, I know you you've got to do something to them. Uh, you know, there's that uh, hull on there is almost like ceramic, man. A, a grinding wheel won't touch it. So how do you yeah, store mo- them? Mo- most people use a file and just file. Yeah. A, basically, what you're doing, trying to do is file like. File a uh, a uh, uh, opening in the in the seed coat so the water can get in there to the to the seed. Well, do you the do water. you file it that deep? Do you go all the way through that hole there? Yeah. Or you just yeah. uh, scratch that enamel off the front out of outside? You you go through the uh, seed coat. Well, uh, okay. I mean, well, you I'm got lots of seed. Oh yeah, I've got a million of them, and I'm I'm gonna yeah. I want to build me a hedge out here on uh, my southeast side, and I've got a bunch of them on the west side, so I get a lot of seeds. And I, last year I got one to sprout, and I've got it in a in a in a pot, and it's a beautiful thing, but it's so slow, man. I don't know if I'm gonna live to uh, 
Yeah, that's the problem. It, to see it be a hedge, you know, it may be yeah, my grandson. Yeah, they're, they're real slow. I was thinking that if you had lots of seed, you just plant lots of seed, and you'll they'll they'll come up. You know, if you got well, ten percent germination each year, you still got lots of plants. Yeah. yeah, my they come up all over my front area, but uh, now it depends if you're if you have to prune them out. You swear that they're they grow fast, and you have yeah. every, you have to do it every year, oh. but. Yeah, I know. I got a, uh, a whole grove or a mod of them over on the uh, uh, southwest corner of my lot, and uh, every time I look, there's another one waist high out there. So I know they're they're good in this country. So I'll take your and advice you can, and just put a put a bunch of seeds in the ground on the other side where I want them and uh, see what happens. Yeah, just lots of seed, and then uh, you, you can really pump them up a bit um, with fertilizer. They won't. It slow. It uh, re- slows down when they bloom. It takes them a little longer to bloom, but they they get a, if you're after the hedge. Uh, just use slow release lawn fertilizer and be. We generally don't fertilize them much, but we've had a lot of gardeners. Uh, well, that's you know used to uh, they would they would grow so slow that the commercial people wouldn't put them in containers, yeah. and then they realized that if you put them in a uh, loose potting mix, just like just like they're growing other landscape shrubs and things, and put uh, and keep them well fertilized, that they could grow them in containers, and those are the containers that we that you buy now. Yeah, you probably you, you probably with that fertilization on in that growing them like. Uh, I think you could get eight, 18 inches of growth a year at least, maybe two feet. Try that. Uh, that would be phenomenal, yeah. I might live to see the hedge then. There you uh, go. Well, then you'll, that, then you'll have, do like the other gardeners have done and complain that it's taken them so many years to bloom, you know. That, <laughs> but if you, yeah. get, you well, know, I, get that I, growth I rate, have, that's your first. I usually have a lot of bloom. Uh, you can yeah. go out in the yard in certain times of year, and you can smell it, you know. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, oh, even, even driving down the street, my neighbors have so many that, uh, you know, it's a beautiful, uh, it's, uh, like, reminds me of Kool-Aid back in the 50s. There you go. Or purple bubble, or great bubble gum, remember? <laughs> yeah, Penny, that's it. Penny bubble gums, yeah. Thanks, well, look, Freddy. I'll let you get back to your rat killing, and uh, <laughs> uh, I'll call you when the chance comes up. Y'all behave. All right. Thanks, Grubby. Okay, thank you. You take care. James is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're okay. A little cool, but we're all right. Sitting on the yeah. porch is tough today. Yeah, I just got in. I've been out draining all the hoses and getting ready. It's kind of cold out here. It's about 32. 32 already, huh? Well, that's what my thermometer says. Huh? Yeah. Um, yeah I, I thought I'd call up. you guys and give you the news, man. The right. Carolina Reaper has been replaced with a hotter chili. Oh, no. It's the <laughs> chocolate champion. Uh, Redwood City Seed has got the seed for it. And it's 1,662,000. <laughs> On the Scoville's scale. Mm. 
What's the name of it? Chocolate Champion. Oh, oh, okay, Chocolate, Chocolate Champion. Ch- that doesn't sound nearly as fierce, though. Uh, <laughs> Boy, that'd be deceptive. Carolina Reaper. I yeah, <laughs> that's right. Chocolate. So, well, I, I, I guess that's going to make the pepper lovers ha- happy. So, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with a hotter pepper. Well, you can make some more uh, uh, deer repellent, I guess. Hey, you know, that. Uh, you, you'll repair yourself after a while while you're trying to make it. I'm afraid. I was using some of that stuff. Old Malcolm Beck was the guy that's going on using that uh, that pepper garlic spray, and and I had made some with some scorpion peppers, and I got oh, a little Lord. bit downwind from that one time, and it yeah. was uh, it was pretty potent. You you can you can make your lungs uh, feel happy when you inhale that stuff. Man, that. Anyway, um, the uh, tangerine, the Chang saws, uh, mm-hmm. they really, I really had real good germination on them this spring, putting them on oh, the Oh, yeah. You took them right out of the fruit? Yeah, I just got them right out of the tangerines after they, uh, after yeah. that cold spell. Yeah. And uh, the tray is just about full right now, so I'm, I'm all yeah. happy about that. Do you uh, notice you're getting two or three sprouts from every seed, or from most seed? Well, I haven't I haven't noticed that yet, but uh, they're just I put two seeds per uh, per cell, and and I'm getting either one or two coming up. But I haven't noticed okay. that multiple sprouting you're talking about. Okay, okay, yeah. Usually, a lot of times you'll have multiple sprouts from one seed. And. Uh, I wanted to tell you chili heads out there about the uh, good luck we're having with the chili patine uh, seed we're getting from Redwood City Seed Company. It's uh, Craig told me he's getting ninety five percent germination and wow, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I patine. said. So I ordered some uh, couple of packs and uh, instead of waiting over three weeks to get them germinated, they're coming up in about two and a half weeks on the heat mat. Uh, yeah. But hey, the deal uh, is, uh, Craig's recommending that you either use the um, or the potassium nitrate or the the fifteen fifty five starter. Uh, to James, we to run. In. Back in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, broadcast live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. You can be a part of the show. Just call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, toll free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. I think James uh, hung on the line, had a couple more things. Uh, what's going on, James? Are you still there? Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, That's what chili. you call a hard no, bargain. No, I hear James is still there. What, what, so finish up what you were doing, James. Sorry about that. We had to go run to the news. Well, sometimes those chilies uh, are pretty hard to germinate when you're using a peat-based uh, uh, mix. Uh, Craig and them guys out in California are recommending a coconut core 
you get a lot better germination on that, and uh, either use an Miracle Grow starter or um, the potassium nitrate if you want to mess with those hard to germinate chilies. Cool. Thanks, sir. Okay. That's all I got. All Thanks. Right. Bye, James. That's all right. That'll free up a line at 210 308 8867. That's 210. 210- 308-8867. So give us a call and be a part of the show. Tell us what's going on in your world. world. We, we want to uh, let everybody know about the Rainwater Harvesting and Turf Management Training Program on February 23rd. This is at the uh, San Antonio uh, office of the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. And that's at 3355 Cherry Ridge Street, Suite 208. 1 to 5 p.m. This is a four-hour program. This is a serious uh, program uh, sponsored by a number of the water companies and the AgriLife Extension, San Antonio River Authority. Um, And it's a free program, uh, so you want to uh, get registered as quickly as you can to get a spot. And you register at the uh, Texas A&M Education Workshops uh, uh, address. So just go to Education Workshops at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, and you'll find it there. You can even get a free uh, soil analysis. Uh, If you call the Extension office at 631-0400, they'll tell you how to take advantage of that that offer. So this is a a great program, and uh, you want to really learn a lot about rainwater harvesting and turf management. Um, plan on attending that. That's on uh, Friday, 23rd, 1 to 5 p.m. And again, the number is 631-0400 if you want to find out more about it. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. I still believe that these fairly officers' orchids are better deal for Valentine's and Roses. They're awfully pretty. And uh, Neil's got a, in yesterday's question and answer segment, he just got a, a question about what is the best way to keep a moth orchid, orchid growing and blooming. And uh, he says they're the one of the, some of the easiest of all the orchids to grow indoors, uh, give it bright light and an eastern winter window, uh, keep it very keep its very porous planting mix probably bark moist and apply diluted complete and balanced uh, plant food he said monthly I'd say every two weeks Uh, we we did some work down in the Rio Grande Valley with orchids and uh, you can go into a into plantanswers.com on under flower under the flowers section on the orchids and uh, at the bottom of the page I think we've got some pictures of those orchids that have been fertilized uh, more regularly than has normally been uh, recommended so uh, they they respond well the the key to it though is is how long the bloom lasts uh, the bloom lasts, like I said, uh, for three to four months at least, uh, and it's full and open state. And uh, I, I don't know. 
uh, they've got some good good uh, specimens here at, at Millburgers, and I don't know how much the, the plants cost. I'll have to call Trace and let him give us the cost on those, what their orchids are being. So you're thinking of those as an ideal Valentine's Yeah, gift. that last for three to yeah. four months rather well, than... Well, and they last for years and years and years too. Yeah, if the, if you, if you really yeah. bloom them, but I'm I'm almost talking about a. We just plunk ours down in the, by the kitchen sink. It's a, it's a southern, exposed window, and it's five feet away from the window. Those phalaenopsis just do exactly what you say. They they bloom, and last for uh, four or five months. And then the blooms decline, and the foliage kind of sits there and stares at you. Puts a little new foliage on, then blooms again the next so year. So how often do y'all water? Do you know? Water once a week. Oh, uh, once a week. Yeah. Fertilize only once a month, but yeah. I think I think you're right. You can get more bigger blooms growth yeah, blooms. out of them. Yeah, because that's always always think of them as kind of a the amount of foliage is kind of skimpy. Right, because well, I've seen some of those that have the big, the big oh, blooms. Oh yeah, they're much more vigorous. Very big leaves, and compared to the little ones. Ray's on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi Ray, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? All right, uh, I have a question. They had uh, one of the callers said that he's going to use real hot chili peppers as a deer repellent. I'm willing to try to see if it'll work on mice and rats because I got uh, a place in the country and they ate all the wires on my tractor. So um, I was wondering if it might work for that. I'm willing to try it if I could find some of the real hot peppers, you know. Uh, what do you think? Rather than looking for hot peppers, if, you, if you're going to try a pepper spray, go to... Uh like Birds Unlimited and some of these uh, hardware stores and get some, uh, some uh, what they call it, uh, you know, the pepper powder that they put in the bird bird uh, seed. Okay. Keep the squirrels from eating it. I just think of, all I can think of is cayenne. It's, but, yeah. yeah, it's capsaicin. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cayenne. You think that's will, better than liquid? Work? What was the question? No, it's in a powder. What was the question? The, yeah, was yeah. He wants to put uh, a pepper spray on his uh, tractor. Wires. Wires. To keep Something. Rats. Rats. Match from him. Huh. I, I, I can't think of anything else to. That might work. Yeah. 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 That, I, I, it'd probably be worth a try. If you, uh, especially okay. if you, was, you sprayed it generously all around there to kind of mm. discourage them. It's a pow- I'm thinking it's of a, making a paste. A, a paste. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's in a powder form. Yeah. So you can make yeah. a paste like that. And we may open it up to other callers who have uh, bought the powder and, and stuff like that. Okay. I know I know where I can get cayenne if, uh, if you think that might work. Um, uh, La Fiesta has it in big old cans for like four bucks. Okay. Um, oh, another you, you question mean right of, quick. The cap, of the capsizing? Cayenne? Yeah, well, it's the cayenne. Okay, know, okay. Real. Yeah, that, that, uh, that cayenne a is quick, a chemical. I mean, the 
capsaicin. Yeah, I know capsaicin is the is the stuff that 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 bites you. Um, right, right. Yeah, right. I don't think you need that the hottest in the whole world. But no, <laughs> no, no. no. That's why I was asking if they if there was a place that sold like those uh, Carolina Reaper or those other stuff, you know. Well, the, um, there, some sometimes they're in the nurseries, but uh, okay. I mean for immediate gratification, I I just get some of that. Uh, I think they call it squirrel away. Could be, I don't know. I, I think that's the. Uh, oh, oh yeah, you, the the powder, powder. you drop, yes. drop it in your okay. seed mix. Yeah, squirrel away. Okay. Okay, I'll I'll go to like a pet smart someplace like that. Uh, another quick question on citrus. You guys? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, is is it too late for the citrus uh, to bloom? No, no, no. They bloom. Uh, Satsumas and those types, of course, that, uh, the lemons and limes, they can bloom all summer long. Uh, oh. they can actually, you can actually have uh, ripe fruit on a tree that's oh. already as it's blooming as well. But, okay, uh, how about uh, most of the a Satsumas, Meyer lemon, a Meyer lemon and a blood orange? No, I mean that blood orange is going to bloom in March. Okay. Well, and I think that I think the lemon, if it was affected by the cold, I don't see any action in terms of blooms on my. And in fact, some of those small fruit on the lemons were not, knocked off because of the cold. But I would, I would okay. guess everything will kind of start. March, yeah, April. yeah, yeah, start start in March and and April will be okay. a big month too. Yeah, okay, you're well, not, the you're, not, you're not behind yet. Okay, uh, that's good because uh, my blood orange is pretty big and it didn't hardly affect them, but it did knock the heck out of my Meyer lemon. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, a quick, uh, quick advice: if anybody likes blood oranges, they got them for a dollar fifty-nine a pound at the Alibaba uh, Arab Market on Wurzbach and uh, I-10. All right. All right. Thanks, sir. Okay. All, All right. right. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. You take Bye. care. Bye-bye. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. I mean, we do everything here. We sell produce. We... <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're working it. <laughs> yeah, and so if you've bought the uh, the Squirrel Away or whatever it might be. I think it's called Squirrel Away. Yeah, I think you're right. It's got uh, a cute name. Give us a call and tell us uh, your experiences at 210 308 Eighty-eight I, I don't think you have to. It works on the on the seed. Yeah. And you know they got the same thing in those little blocks of uh, suet. Suet. Yeah. You know. And, and how come the squirrels? How come the birds don't dislike it? Because <laughs> birds don't have lips. <laughs> oh, is that why? Okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> Nothing's changed. It said. <laughs> You've ever had chicken lips? No. See there. That's, okay. That's the reason. That's the reason. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. If you're outside of San Antonio, you can call us toll-free at 866-308-8867. If anybody uh, uh, from the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas or or anybody else that uh, attended the landscape school last week, we're kind of we're curious, uh, interested in how the attendance was and how the, the training went. That's one of the best ways to uh, prepare yourself to improve your landscape is uh, go to one of the uh, gardening volunteer 
landscape schools. They run, they op, offer them about every quarter, and so just uh, you can go to their website or or just uh, listen to us, and we always announce them. Now, if you're in a in a hurry to get to a landscape school, there's one on uh, March 4th in uh, Floresville, and it's a a program starts at 9 a.m. And twenty-five dollars per individual, forty dollars for uh, two folks from the same family, uh, and you get uh, lectures. Uh, Dr. Parsons and I are scheduled to give part of the lectures, and also you get lots of handouts: the landscape care guide, the Austin plant list. Uh, we get we're giving away Dr. Harris's uh, drip irrigation guide. Okay. And I'm bringing some superstar. That's right. Yeah, the superstar publication. Jerry will be handling the plant uh, potential plant material for you to consider. Um, That's on Saturday, right? Sunday. Oh, March fourth. No, Sunday's March fourth. March fourth. Okay. Sunday, and uh, it is uh, the individual consultation too is an important part of a landscape school, and that that'll be the we'll have a bunch of. uh, Master gardeners from around the region that are skillful in landscaping to help us do that. If you want any more information on the landscape school, call the uh, extension service down there in Wilson County. It's area code 830-393-7357. Brian Davis is the agent. And he's also one of a one of the uh, speakers at the landscape school. That's 830. 830- Three nine three seven three five seven, and that's uh, for the landscape school on March fourth. Yeah, I'll need to know how many people we got signed up. Uh, is there a date they need to be signed up by? Or? Well, of course, the sooner the better. But uh, we've uh, we will we'll get a feel. Let's see when it's is it three weeks away from now? Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll have a feel. Um, within a couple of weeks, uh, hopefly we'll have uh, uh, 20, 20 plus folks again. Okay. So, but I think I think we, you know, we've got I've got some of your Texas superstar um, well, publications, publications left, yeah, from okay. last year too. Okay. So, uh, and if you're th- this is part of the Home Garden and Environmental Show down there in Floresville, we'll be down there with the broadcasting the show Saturday and Sunday. And if you want just more information on that whole event, it's got a plant plant exchange. It's got Last Chance Forever, the uh, Raptor Show both Saturday and Sunday. Lots of youth activities, lectures, free uh, free tomato pl- uh, plant for uh, everybody that comes, uh, or or you could pick a milkweed. Free tomato plant? Yeah, a rodeo tomato. What? Wait a minute. As long as they last down there, that's March. Calvin, you you March you losing it, son. And so, <laughs> but uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun event. If you want more information, go to the Wilson County uh, News dot uh, com. Their website's got all the all their information. Or come here to Millburgers. They've got the posters uh, put up. Millburgers is one of one of the sponsors, along with the San Antonio River Authority, and of course our our radio show and uh, Evergreen Underground Water Conservation District and the Extension Service. 
All right, yeah. 210-308-8867. What you got there? Yeah, Neil uh, got a question in and said, uh, will this winter's cold help with the insect population come spring and summer? And I, I like Neil's honest answer. He said, for the most part, no. You know, the old time, we always say when we have a cold winter, we'll have less insect population. And Neil brings out uh, a very, very uh, important message here. It says, uh, ask any gardener in the Midwest, and they'll tell you that they have their own share of pests. Uh, of course, it's a lot colder in the Midwest. Uh, many of them the same as ours here in Texas. But I would insects are hardier than we assume. Yeah, I would uh, argue though that, and of course I guess this is uh, we we'd have to have a scientific study. But I'm trying to remember. I'm remembering back in my gardening in the north. There's not nearly as many. It doesn't seem like there's well, as many. You're many serious pests. north up in Minnesota. Huh? It gets really cold up there. Yeah, but uh, but I agree with him in terms of the. Uh, it's really unpredictable. Yeah, some some in, insect populations will be affected. A lot of times, the beneficials are more affected by cold weather than than things like aphids and thrips and and mites. Um, so, yeah, you do, if you're counting on the cold weather to control your insects, uh, that's that's probably not a, a real good bet. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Now, I want you to mark your calendar. Next Saturday, February 17th, we're having a big old celebration to celebrate the 2018 Rodeo Tomato Sunbright. Now, you bet we're going to have them on hand, but once you buy them that day, you'll be benefiting the Bear County Master Gardeners Junior Gardening Program. And to make it even more fun, we're going to have a balloon artist and face painting from 11 to 3. We've got chili, Fritos, and water in case you get hungry, provided by Nature's Creation. It's just a dollar donation, and that goes back to the San Antonio Food Bank. And to keep your toes a-tapping, we've got the Texas Weather Band from 11 to 3 playing your favorite country music. That's right. It's a big old celebration, February 17th at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Road. You want more information? Go to millburgernursery.com. Check it out. Learn more at millburgernursery.com. Snoring. It's not funny, and it's definitely not normal. It's actually a sign that you're not breathing properly while you sleep. And you're probably ruining your partner's sleep as well. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, then you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, resulting in the loud, noisy sounds of snoring. But now, thanks to an Australian innovation called Mute, the answer to your snoring problem may be right under your nose. Mute is an easy-to-use and comfortable nasal dilator that sits inside the nose and supports your airway, keeping it open while you sleep. It helps you breathe more easily through your nose, so you can keep your mouth closed. In trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute, allowing them both to enjoy a better night's sleep. 
Mute is available now at Walgreens, GNC or your local drugstore. Find your nearest store at MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. For blind spots and more, you're sure to adore. Get delighted with Delightful Decors. Call 844-4-Decors. Delightful Decors is your installed foundational home decor full-service company. We provide the best experience for your flooring, your countertops, and your window treatments. For blind spots and more, you're sure to We're a one-stop shop for all your interior design needs. We're A-rated and five stars on all the major review sites like Yelp and Angie's List. Call us today and let's get started. For lines, balls, and more, you're sure to adore. Get delighted with if you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Welcome back to Bill Burgess Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. Ask your gardening questions to Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, by calling us at 210-308-8867. I got the price of the Phalaenopsis orchids uh, when compared to roses, and uh, their Phalaenopsis orchids start at uh, $24.99. That's almost $25 a piece, and then go up from there, depending on the size of the container. And the type of container they're in, so uh, get some beautiful selection. Oh yeah, and that's that's about that's about the price of a, a dozen roses. And like I said, these last uh, these flowers last a month month or so longer. And uh, like like I said, they've got a good selection of them. So uh, right. I I still think Phalaenopsis orchids are. A better deal than than roses for Valentine, but you know who might have said you rile on you can rile up the florists, you know. Well, uh, of course, I guess you don't. Buy, they, they get they get kind of overwhelmed. And my answer is a living plant is always better than a cut flower because at least you you know that they care that much more to give you something oh. that's alive rather than something that's going to die in a week or two. I'm that's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? That's that is. 
Who, who would think Trace is such a tender-hearted guy? Probably no one. So does that logic follow through? So if you give him a kitten or a puppy, that's even better than a uh, no. Plant? But you have to clean up after the yeah, yeah. puppy. Yeah, sure. um, you don't have to. Is all you have I didn't to know do how to answer that one. No, don't. You stay away from that. But uh, <laughs> it, it probably depends on each each situation is different. Is uh, wasn't that a uh, thing in some neighborhoods under some conditions? Yeah, there you go. The uh, puppy and the kitten may be a better gift. Uh, I was thinking he knew my wife because yeah, she sh- always comes home can- with something new. I was wondering, yeah, are you going to get a kitten for Christmas or uh, for a Valentine's uh, Day? If she hears this, I might. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's going on, Trace? I just want to talk about the plant of the weekend. Weekend, weekend, weekend. 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 Okay, it's another uh, orchid. Uh, it's a it's a jewel orchid. It's kind of a, a, a unique coloration and foliage almost more like a uh, one of the striped jews um so it's got that kind of purplish color in the foliage it's got some striping down the the uh, center of the leaf and it blooms white there you well, go yeah do some research on it they're very pretty uh, and very so inexpensive yeah. uh, 12.99 for a four inch pot would make a wonderful christmas gift or would make a valentine's gift yeah like a thanksgiving gift <laughs> and an any day kind of gift. Yeah, there you go. And just, if, you just sw- because. If, you, if your sweetheart said they wanted jewels for a Valentine's. Oh, there you nice. Go. A jewel like orchid. Uh, <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and then they could say, well, we we got confused. You know, we, we didn't know who you were talking about. <laughs> it looks like it, uh, it's kind of a vigorous grower, too. I mean, it looks like it's got sh- yeah. shoots coming out. Coming out the side, out yeah. the bottom. Yeah, when you, you it, put it in a fancy container, which Milbers has lots of them, a uh, fancy container and some good potting soil. And uh, um, is, it, is it regular potting soil or is it the bark stuff? It's got the moss growing on top, so uh, let me go peek at it. I manage right. the bark. Trace is going to peek at it right now as we wait. Trace is peeking <laughs> at the plant even as we speak. Watch him knock it out accidentally. <laughs> All right. So 210-308-8867 is our number. Mark. 210-308-8867. Trace is back. It is a peat-based potting soil. Peat-based right. potting soil. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, so that's a little That's pretty easy to deal with that way. Very cool. Upright, well, upright easy growth. Easy to water. water. Won't have to water as much. Yeah. And the bark, the bark is, oh, for, I, I guess if you don't get too overwhelmed or serious about it you don't worry about it but a lot of folks don't get that satisfaction when you apply that fertilizer and the wall the water and the fertilizer goes right through yeah i do like judy my wife does that she just keeps pouring it pouring it through oh is that right yeah which is recirculating yeah which is a good i guess i guess it's a an efficient way to do it and spray it on the leaves and put it on the leaves you put it on the leaves and everything else yeah well, Trace, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about fruit trees being in. Oh, yeah. I imagine now they're all in pretty much. They are pretty much all in. So what's the most popular tree that's leaving the nursery for the fruit tree standpoint? Well, pomegranate. Okay. Um, we've moved through a lot of those. Avocado. Yeah, I can see even, that too. Even though we've had them less time, I think we've sold quite a few of them. Okay. Uh, and then it's just an assortment after that. A lot of people are trying to do apples. I was wondering about apples. Um, peaches, pears, plums, nectarines. But I'll say pomegranate number one, avocado number two. Why do you think of pomegranate three. are number one? So easy to grow. Um, yeah, they're whatever, easy to grow. whatever, whatever ha- what, what, the transition, 
wasn't too many years ago we had like nine or ten different varieties. Now we're now we're back, back to down, one variety. Back down right? to one. Yeah, was there is there some kind of conscious decision or was that I think we took what the growing operations had to had to offer. Yeah. Well, it might have been on their end. Yeah. That uh, that surprised me a little bit because I would there's a number of those varieties that I would pick before wonderful probably. And we have sold a lot of loquats too. Yeah. Even though it's not thought of as a traditional fruit tree, it's it's very popular here in the, in San Antonio. Well, when people had all those nice warm winters and actually harvested a crop almost well, every fruit, year. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't think they'll get. There will be very no, many crops this year. No, there won't be any grants this year. I mean, low quads. Low quads this year. But it's uh, that's also a nice landscape plant too. Mm-hmm. We sell a lot of them for that, but uh, there have been a lot of people coming in for uh, for the fruit. Huh? Huh? What? That's, that's a, <laughs> oh, it just surprises us because it was almost. Nobody even realized the fruity. The people that had the loquats, there'd be a pile of fruit at the base. Now the the fox and the raccoons and possums appreciated that. But uh, give those trail cams a workout. Yeah, yeah, it was. But it, it, it's uh, ever deer, deer, deer eat that fruit. Too. Yeah, deer will eat that fruit too. They can get at it. Everything birds, birds really like it. Yeah, so. It's a it's a good wildlife plant. It's a great landscape plant. Shade tolerant, disciplined grower. Yeah, I don't doubt that. That's I, I always refer people to look at that one sample one that we have out by the side gate out there. Yeah, that is it's a, nice it's a beautiful ornamental tree. Yeah. Well, and there's a, so you you are dealing with some improved selections. Yeah. Uh, I, we we found one that uh, Mr. Moy. Brought from China, actually. Brought the seed from China. And uh, it was about three or four times bigger than a regular uh, loquat. The fruit wow. was. And oh. uh, the fruit was. Okay. But then we then I realized after looking at it a couple of years that it, it you know, they call it, the, what do they call it, a... Uh, uh, another name for a loquat is a Japanese plum. Japanese plum, and it's it's just like plums and peaches and things like that. The more fruit it has, the more you know the the more fruit you have on there, the smaller the fruit is. So the size was dictated by the the basically no thinning that year. Mm-hmm. So we, we did, and it's so it's very difficult to root. At least for me it was, and uh, so we we kind of dropped that project, but uh, so ho- hopefully have a larger uh, loquat. Well, you got uh, specimens thinning. spread all over the the countryside. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we rooted yeah. we rooted some of them. They're uh, see, see mine are are about uh, fourteen feet tall now. Those that uh, did you did you get that one, Mr. Yeah, Moore? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, then they're really, in, you know, nice shape and. Oh yeah, and big leaves. They yeah. got huge leaves on. Yeah, that's one thing about them. growing well. So in other words, we need to go get some cuttings from it. For the no, rest of us. well, like I said, it just. Uh, I don't. I I don't know how commercial people, but 
I don't know why they do cut. Do, do they? Do you know if they do cuttings or seeds? I, I don't know. Off the I imagine. Head. I imagine they. Like I said, I, I could root the cuttings, but they, they just take a long time. So I imagine they do them from cuttings. But uh, anyway, I, I was disappointed after that first initial find of that large fruited. And Mr. Moy said, uh, as near as I could understand, the reason he brought the seed back is because it was such a large fruit. Now, this specimen but, out here has a pretty nice-sized fruit, too. It's, it's good size, yeah. and, and it almost always produces more than the employees can eat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every time it goes to fruit, we have to, I have to look out there, and I'll find the carryouts all out there. Having having a snack. <laughs> so what, what don't we talk about enough that Millburgers has, like uh, the water garden uh, uh, stuff or Fount, yeah, fountains, fountains statues. Yeah. Uh, you know, we carry more of that than anybody um, that I've seen. Ooh, and I got a good one in a second. Go ahead. Uh, House plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got three greenhouses full of house plants. Now today they have some other things in there too because. Of could get cold tonight, but uh, beautiful specimens. Uh, if you got a really tall ceiling, we probably have the house plant that will still fill up the area. How about, speaking of tall plants, how about the live specimens uh, that, that you have of, like, the oaks and the... And oh, we, the, the, yes, we, we carry trees that are that you couldn't even believe that we can plant. So, yeah. Uh, some of them, I mean, there's trees up there that would require, require an 18-wheeler just to move them and uh, so if you're interested in an instant gratification tree we can accomplish that for you and you guys put it in so yep we'll, we'll plant them we'll, we'll get them all situated uh, and we'll guarantee it for a year if we implant it so that's uh, even a better thing and we're still in the uh, cps shade tree uh, rebate and yes situation. until april hmm. something so yeah this is a great time for shade trees and Take advantage of that CPS fifty bucks on, a shot. On that note, you know, if you want to have less uh, less money out of pocket, we do have some five gallon shade trees that meet that criteria, and uh, you can plant up to five uh, in one lot. And as long as they're in the right places, you can get fifty dollar credit on each one. And sometimes, uh, um, well, of course, if you're planting them yourself, that's certainly easier. And a lot of times on some of our soils. It makes more sense to do a five-gallon or ten-gallon uh, than it does to try to do a huge tree because of the all the rock and everything that's involved. And our well-adapted trees, they find a way to survive if you start them small enough that they can uh, work. Well, we we work. have customers from bo- from both ends and all in between, so we we've definitely got the patient ones as well as the uh, unpatient ones <laughs> or impatient 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 ones. All right. Thanks, Trace. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. You can come by and visit with us, and you can call us at 210-308-8867. More after this on 930 AM, The Answer. It's 
Milton Glick from Mill Burgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Now, I want you to mark your calendar. Next Saturday, February 17th, we're having a big old celebration to celebrate the 2018 Rodeo Tomato Sunbright. Now, you bet we're going to have them on hand, but when you buy them that day, you'll be benefiting the Bear County Master Gardeners Junior Gardening Program. And to make it even more fun, we're going to have a balloon artist and face painting from 11 to 3. We've got chili, Fritos, and water in case you get hungry, provided by Nature's Creation. It's just a dollar donation, and that goes back to the San Antonio Food Bank. And to keep your toes a-tapping, we've got the Texas Weather Band from 11 to 3 playing your favorite country music. That's right. It's a big old celebration, February 17th at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. You want more information? Go to millburgernursery.com. Check it out. Learn more at millburgernursery.com. Hi, this is David Birdie, and I'm the host of the List Radio Show. Each week from the docu-studio, we bring San Antonio the individuals and companies that have made the list. Follow us on Facebook, and to hear past shows, go to thelistradioshow.com. But to find out who this week's list maker is, check us out right here, Saturday mornings from 11 to 12 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Are you an answer seeker? Join the club today. Find the link to join at the top of the page at 930amtheanswer.com. When you join, you'll also be part of the birthday club. We'll celebrate your special day with a gift basket waiting for you at Southwest Exteriors, an oil change from Belden Automotive, and a 12-piece box of ganaches, truffles, creams, or caramels from Alamo City Chocolate Factory. Join today at 930amtheanswer.com. Sponsored by Belden Automotive, Southwest Exteriors and Alamo City Chocolate Factory. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The recent release of the memo from GOP Representative Devin Nunes revealed one major fact that stands out above all other revelations. The Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court warrant, or FISA warrant, on Carter Page omitted a material fact. While the FBI admitted that the information came from a politically motivated source, the Bureau did not disclose that the source have been financed by Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. That's a damning omission. The non-disclosure of a material fact in an application for a FISA warrant, its minimization, indeed one could argue it's camouflaging, is a very big deal and its providence should be thoroughly investigated. It threatens to undermine every warrant submitted to a FISA court. What I've called Trump torque is pulling on everyone in the news business. His critics are often overheated and his defenders tend to ignore his errors. But it's not about President Trump. Or at least this one shouldn't be. It's about when American courts approve surveillance of Americans. And that's every American's concern. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Evelyn is on the line. Hi there, Evelyn. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Cold. <laughs> I know. Oh, I it is hate cold. cold weather. I wish it was 80 I degrees. <laughs> I could be outside. Anyhow, I have a Mexican oregano that's probably about four foot tall, 
Do I need to cut that down? It's it's an old plant. I would. You can cut them back. Uh-huh. They'll come back. So it's just you know um, like a they get pretty leggy up, and then at the top it's got some little sticks sticking out that blooms, and so just whack that off. Yeah, I would. Well, I would be um, inclined to whack it off right at the roots if you haven't done it in a while. No, I haven't. Yeah, because it'll come up. It always, to me, look so much better when they're uh, new wood. Mm-hmm. You know, the one year's growth or at most two years' growth. Okay. Well, this uh, is, I don't know, probably 10, 15 years old. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The hummers like it and the butterflies. Yeah, yeah, and the humming, yeah, you're right. It's a good plant. Deer. Yeah, they'll that, do better to start over every spring. Okay. Yeah, and can deer, you tell me something about the new tomato? Uh, last two days I've missed it. I've been interrupted, and I've missed all the details about it. Is it determined or indeterminate? It's semi-determinate. Okay. It's it, it about the size of a of a uh, of a uh, celebrity. That's okay, about slate. three or four foot tall? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and the fruit is small or? Medium size, medium okay. size to large. Okay. Okay, hopefully I'll get some plants. Uh, oh, yeah, there, there, there'll be plenty of plants around, especially at Millburgers. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, i still got that gift certificate that I need to. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That'd be perfect. You can you can see a picture of it on uh, plantanswers.com. Let's see, did, did we say, do you, do you have access to the Internet? No, I do not, but my daughter does. Okay. Plantanswers.com. Uh, we, yeah, we've got pictures of it on uh, plantanswers.com. And the, um, Next Saturday, too, it should be, uh, there'll be the pictures paper. in the Express News. Okay, I thought maybe it was in the paper this week. Same it wasn't, pictures. So. Okay. Sounds right. good, Evelyn. Cool. Thanks, Evelyn. Okay, thanks a lot. Keep up the good work. Stay warm. Stay warm. Trying to. <laughs> Bye. All right. 210-308-8867. Uh, for our man who was having trouble with the uh, uh, rodents eating his tractor wires, a caller who didn't want to come on the air uh, said she bought some Bonide, I think, Repels is the name of it, I guess, for Millburgers, and it works great for keeping rodents away. So, What's it called? Bonide? Repels? Repels? I'm guessing Repels is... Bonite is a brand name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what the... uh, That's a pepper or base? Yeah, I bet it's pepper base. We'll have to ask. We'll have to ask Trace. We'll have to get him back here. Trace, come on back. All right. 210-308. Trace is like now going, oh, man, I just got out of there. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We were talking about transplanting a while ago, and uh, we, we, we have to caution people. Of course, now is the time to do it. Uh, you want to dig plants while they're dormant. And... Uh, but we want to caution people that most homeowners uh, can move plants up to two inches in diameter. This is, this is a little small tree, two inches in diameter. Larger plants probably need power equipment and professional experience. Uh, to, to give you an in, indication of what you need to do, you, uh, on a, 
create a soil soil ball that's 14 inches in diameter for a one-inch trunk. 14 inches in diameter for one inch. And 16 for two inches. And so when you when you get that when you when you do that uh, basically, of course it depends on what kind of soil you're in. But uh, when you when you do that for, that's why you don't want to go over two inches, because uh, that becomes a heavy ball. And of course, depending on the type of soil you're in, if you ever ever break that ball. You basically damage the root system, and your chances of uh, survival are are less for the tree that you're moving. So a lot a lot of times, it's just better to. Of course, people hate to hate to throw away seedlings that the squirrels have planted of oaks and things like that. But uh, if they've gotten up to uh, inch or two in, in trunk diameter, it's probably better go ahead and just uh, bite the bullet and get one that's already in a container. Ed is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi there, Ed. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Good. How about you guys? Doing great. What's going on? Um. Well, I'm trying to establish some diversity in my trees, and I'd like to find out if there's a list somewhere of oak trees that will survive uh, in a typical hill country type of situation. Uh, I've got a list of, you know, blue jack, black jack, water oak, um, post oak, that sort of thing, but... um, I'm just trying to figure out which ones would be the best to try to get something in that will avoid dying from oak wilt. Is there a place where you can go to find that list? Is there well, something te- like that on Plant Answers? Well, tex- uh, Texas Forester, yeah. you know, you you probably could go through Plant Answers and you would find it, but Texas Forest Service, uh, the CPS plant list for their rebate is a pretty uh, pretty good Source too of, of plants. Some of those oaks you mentioned are not, not, good. not yeah, not that we not oaks that we would rec- recommend for the hill country. I guess it depends on where you are, but yeah. uh, a lot of them are more eastern. Um, but I would go to the that CPS plant list, which is uh, gosh, it's uh, I don't know. Is it on Milberger's? Uh, oh, I can look. On their website, but it's on CPS website. Or I think if you went to Plant Answers, you'd have to kind of look around to find a... Yeah, on the landscaping. Yeah. For a recommended tree list for South Central Texas. Yeah. But sometimes uh, when I look at one of those lists, I see plants on there that might do well in somebody's lawn, but if they're just going to be planted out, you know, where they're not going to be taken care of. I mean, I'll take care of them until they get established, but they're not going to be in a lawn or anything like that. They're just going to be out in the pasture. So well, uh, something that's tough enough to survive that, you know. Yeah, well, those that we recommend are tough enough to survive because okay. you're not going to, you, they're not going to survive in the San Antonio area unless they're pretty, 
uh, tolerant of uh, bad soils, drought, heat. Um, Shallow soil. Yeah. yeah. In fact, you tell you mentioned post oak. Post oak probably would not survive in a lawn area. And water oak. You mean yeah, water. water. Yeah. Whereas you know Texas red oak, um, live yep. oak. Well, My whole thing is, I've you, got hundreds of uh, live oaks. Um, and as far as I can tell, I have no red oaks on my entire piece of property, but uh, I have many, many live oaks, some that are three, four feet in diameter. And uh, what I'm trying to do is sort of mix Diverse. up other stuff in case I get, yeah. I mean, I have oak wilt within, you know, half a mile or three quarters yeah. of a mile. Well, then you want to want to plant red oaks, yeah. No, I don't want to plant any red oaks. <laughs> yeah. Because all that well, you don't have a... you can, now, let I me ask you, you could... or, or let me tell you something that there was a guy called in earlier about how to germinate mountain laurel seeds yeah I've germinated many many of them probably hundreds and I've used various methods um, when he said his grinding wheel wouldn't touch them he probably needs a new grinding wheel because you can just <laughs> file a spot on those until you see a light color. You know, just in any place on the seed, if you can uh, break that red coat to where it starts getting to be a lighter color, then water will soak into them and they'll germinate. Okay. Uh, That's another method that I've heard, and I've tried it, and it, and it actually worked pretty well, was you just take a coffee cup, put your beans in it, fill it up with, with uh, mountain laurel seeds, and then pour boiling water on it. And I don't mean. I've heard of that too. Just pour boiling water on it and leave it sit overnight. And in the morning, or generally sometime the next day, you'll notice some of them are starting to swell up. And you right. plant those and then repeat the process. And after you've done it two or three times, the ones you got left, they're not, you know, they're they're not going to work. So you just pitch them. But. Yeah. Uh, Boiling water trick and the filing of a of a light spot on them that works pretty well. And I've tried planting them in everything from the little four by four square pots up to gallon pots. And my recommendation would be to use a, a gallon pot once you have it started to germinate to put them in there, bury them a couple inches deep maybe, and and then just uh, don't keep it you know, soggy, but keep it, you know, where it's not bone dry either. And uh, But when, when you're filing them down, you just file it through the red coat uh, to to where the red meets the white, right? Yeah, and, just you file them down, and you don't have to go all the way into the white, but you need to file through that red part until it, the... Right. The, the uh, location starts getting light colored, sort of pink, and then and then they're good. You can just soak them in water overnight, or you know, plant them directly either way you want. And and I've had good luck with both of those methods. Yeah, I've I've heard of that boring water thing. Thanks, Ed. Ed, uh, the I would certainly look at me- Mexican white oak, chinkapin. And then what's the one with the light? The starts with an L, and it's got the silvery kind of the leaves that grow. A lot of them. Lacy. Lacy oaks, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's another white oak that 
does pretty well in the whole country. All right. All right. Thanks, Ed. 210-308-8867. Uh, we're going to go to our next caller in a second, but not before I tell you about Spider-Man Pest Control. We talked about bugs earlier and uh, whether they're free. Rats. We've been talking about yeah, rats. Yeah, we have talked about rats, too. And if you've got rats or bugs, uh, you've got fleas outside in the yard, you've got roaches and spiders all through the house, you've got ants everywhere. Uh, now with this cold it's, weather. It's horrible. All right, Spider-Man Pest Control can help you. They, they, they don't worry about this stuff at all. They'll help you not only with uh, either an organic solution or a chemical solution. They'll find the right solution for you that makes you comfortable. Uh, and they'll even find out kind of like why you're having this problem and help you to alleviate that as well. Not just spray, not just put down, uh, you know, some a uh, bait or anything, they'll help you try to get rid of the problem in and of itself, too. So uh, if you're looking for a pest control company that will work with you uh, to solve your problem uh, for a good long time and a pest control company you can enjoy having for a good long time, uh, give Warren Remy and Spider-Man Pest Control a call. Uh, your web of protection since 1976. It's GoSpiderManPest.com or 210-656-3721. Thirty-seven twenty-one. That's two one zero six five six thirty-seven twenty-one. Bud is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty-eight sixty-seven. Hey, Bud, you're going to get the last word today, probably. What's going on? Well, I have a question about the uh, use of uh, Roundup. What I have is some errant growths. Uh, I know at least one of them is a uh, hackberry. Another one is uh, lantana, which the birds have planted right next to my live oak. Live oak is approximately 20 years old. There are a number of uh, uh, root sprouts off that live oak, also in this near vicinity. What I want to ask about, will it work if I take Roundup, uh, first snip off the errant growth, uh, put 100% strength roundup on those cuts will it kill those errant growths why wouldn't why why don't you want to use the uh oh the uh, what it was cut vine cut and vine stump and stump killer. killer yeah which is a which is the rem same as the remedy active ingredient and, well uh, i uh i did go to a store and ask them for uh, cut vine and stump killer and they said, well, we don't really have a product by that name. They pulled out a product by the name of Tordon, T-O-R-D-O. Oh, no. No. <laughs> well, that's, that's why I that's haven't a, used that's that. A, that's I, a bad I read, one there. read real closely the uh, materials on it, and it said it is possible to, uh, at the roots for this Tordon yeah. to uh, travel from the errant plant into the roots of an oak tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't wouldn't really use that. So yeah, my second one. thought was, well, okay, maybe I'll go back to the idea of 100% uh, Roundup, and maybe I th- it'll kill I, it. I think that'll be your safest safest uh, way to go. So it sounds yeah, like I don't need to worry about the 100% Roundup leaking oh, into no. the roots. Okay. No, no. no. But keep your eyes open for uh, the. It's the a bear bird. product, isn't it? Um, there, there's a number of them. Okay, there's yeah, a number. But yeah, I think you're right. I think a bear. I think bear makes one has a name yeah. similar to that. Uh, that. We got three or four versions in here. Oh, you do. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, you'll have to uh, come by and 
The one I like is the cut button, so because it's got a nice little brush on it and everything. So that's what it's actually called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But there's been some other products where I've gone to the places, and I said, uh, "Well, I heard this on the radio," and they said, "Well, we don't really have anything that's called that, but mm. we do have this, and it turned out to be." Yeah. The thing. yeah this yeah. one actually is called that. That's that's its name. At yeah. least at least on one or two of the products. Okay. Uh, alrighty. Thanks, yeah, well, bud. Maybe maybe uh, next week too, if we can remember, we'll we'll drag out. Uh, all those products. Yeah, that's a good we'll, idea. We'll, we'll list those names. Because they'll start coming up, I imagine this gets warmer. Thanks, bud. Okay. Y'all have a good day. Bye, bud. Good luck. All right. You have a good day, too. All right. We're going to wrap up for today. We want to thank Felix back at the station for doing a great job getting all your calls on the air. And we want to thank you, of course, for listening. On behalf of the docs, Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, thanks for listening and being a part of the show. Don't forget, next Saturday, we're going to have a whole lot of fun celebrating a whole lot of radio, rodeo tomato. Chili. We're going to have chili, Fritos, all kinds of fun. Check out MillburgerNursery.com for more details. This is The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.